Hello podcast pals, this is Dan and I'm here to let you know that our brand new season begins on March the 4th, just two weeks from the release of this sneak preview. Um, This preview is taken from the first two episodes of our show. The first one is on Logan, as I say that drops on the 4th of March. If you would like to see the full season lineup, you could head over to our Patreon and join up as a free member to get access to those schedules and line up for the whole season. If you have missed us while we've been on our break, you can sign up for our £3 a month tier on Patreon and you'll get access to a minimum of two reviews of brand new movies per month and our end of season rap shows and we're knocking on the door of about 50 of those now so they are stacking up. If you can't support us over on Patreon, it would be great if you could leave us a review or a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice super easy on spotify click the star icon below our logo um yeah and just come and find us on social media we're on instagram threads twitter tiktok youtube interact with us comment like our stuff forward share all of that good stuff that helps our show get more eyeballs onto it or more ear holes onto it if you will And finally, the absolute holy grail of things you can do is to tell a friend. Maybe you've got a mate that really likes the movie The Green Knight and you can go, Oi, um, Terry, you love The Green Knight. Shoot the Hostage did a a really good episode on The Green Knight and I think you should listen to it. And then maybe Terry can tell his mate and, you know, so on and so forth. I'm not going to take up any more of your time now. I'm going to hand you over to Sarah and I for a preview of the first two shows from our neo-western season as i say starting on the 4th of march so hopefully we'll see you then we're back we had a little break and now we're back for another eight episode run this season the theme was my choice because mm-hmm. we've, we've, we've actually gone down a path now of taking it in turns to choose the theme of the season we didn't even have a conversation about this it just kind of happened I'm not quite sure yeah. what went on there. We were just like, yeah, this one, this one's all you. I know what went on there. Oh, do you? You In season four, you went, <laughs> I want to do folklore. And then okay. you're looking at the movies and I was like, listen, this is all you. I'm happy if you just want to choose all the movies. Right. So I think we just naturally transitioned into season five. Oh, Dan, it's your turn. But I well, think that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you offered me the power at the start of season four, I'm not likely to turn that down, am I? <laughs> Being the control freak that I am. But I, I, I wouldn't say you're a control freak. That's a very strong sentence for you. <laughs> you like to be in control. <laughs> yeah. But the word freak is is not useful. I okay. Uh, unless That's you're, definitely you, a discussion for another day. <laughs> well, unless you're using it in an Alex Winter kind of way. Oh, always. Um, yeah, so my turn. So I've gone for neo-Western. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Why? <laughs> I, I think it's it's important to preface this season by saying that neither of us are really fans of Westerns. But I was thinking about how to phrase this because when I say we're not fans of Westerns, I think it's because we haven't given them enough of a shot to be fans of them. Like I personally haven't seen enough of them. So it's not that I'm not a fan. It's just that I've sort of intentionally or unintentionally kind of avoided the genre as a whole for the most part. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I've avoided the genre particularly. I would say that I probably saw a bunch of black and white ones on a telly when I was a kid. Yeah. And it's not a genre that's ever really appealed to me hugely. Mm-hmm. However, I am a huge fan of action films. Yeah. And there are so many tropes that are influenced in, in action movies by the Western genre. Oh, there's a big crossover, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge crossover. So, yeah, I wouldn't say I've been avoiding them. There's, there's There are a few Westerns that are on my radar to watch as part of research for this season, actually. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to just do Western. And I sort of thought of a movie 
that I wanted to cover. And I'm not going to say what that movie is because we announced <laughs> our schedules on Patreon. Oh, cryptic. But there was a movie and I know that it was originally conceived as a Western. So that's how I'm going to justify that one. Right. <laughs> okay. It ended up being totally not a Western, mm-hmm. but you can see the kind of the threads in there. All right. Well, that, so th- this is a really good place to sort of ask you then. What is neo-Western? What defines a neo-Western? Okay. Well, while I was choosing the lineup for this season, I was looking at various films. We both were looking at various films and mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out, well, is this a neo-Western? Yeah. So I did go on to Wikipedia and I got this definition. It said contemporary Western. They call it contemporary Western. Right, so okay. I think those two terms are interchangeable. Contemporary Western is a subgenre of the Western genre that includes contemporary settings and uses Old West themes, archetypes, and mo- motifs, such as a rebellious anti-hero, open plains, and desert landscapes, or gunfights. And okay. I've, I've written down Wikipedia. I don't think Wikipedia <laughs> ended that sentence with Wikipedia. <laughs> Do they end all sentences with Wikipedia? Love from Wikipedia. <laughs> Yours faithfully. <laughs> I like to think that's how they sign things off, yeah. Well, that's how I address them in Google. I dear Wikipedia. <laughs> Wind River, though, it had a budget of 11 million and a box office of 45 million. Is that all? Uh, I don't actually, I don't know why I'm surprised. No, I thought I think that's you know pretty that's, good. Yeah, standard for something that's not a blockbuster, yeah. I guess. Uh, but it did really well initially because in it's it had a limited opening weekend, but it made 161,000 from four theaters which is an Four. average of $40,000 per screen. And it ended up getting a much wider release and then making the full $45 million. Based and on how well it did in the four screens? I guess so. I guess so. It had a sort of a limited release and they thought, oh, this is doing quite well. Let's give huh. it a wider release. Oh, good. It's got an average rating on Letterboxd of 3.8 and an average rating on IMDb of 7.7. I've got a synopsis here. You ready for that? Sure. Nothing is harder to track than the truth. An FBI agent teams up with the town's veteran game tracker to investigate a murder that occurred on a Native American reservation. It was written and directed by Taylor Sheridan, as we said, who wrote Sicario, Hello High Water, and was in Sons Sons of of Anarchy. Anarchy. Yeah. (laughs) Was an actor. He was an actor, yes. So you probably know him mostly from... No, not mostly, but you probably saw him first from... In Sons of Anarchy, right? Did he play a policeman? Yes, or some some sort of sheriff. Mm. And I didn't know who the fuck he was, didn't know what his name was. And it wasn't until I think I saw Hell or High Water, did a bit of digging and recognised his face and put two and two together. So I didn't know he was quite a talented screenwriter and filmmaker. Yeah. Mm. 